Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Welcome to this super scary episode. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're actually going to talk about like candy and stuff and Halloween. It can be a little bit scary. But eat, drink, and be scary? Eat, drink, and be scary. That's the name yeah. of our episode. And we are drinking some poison. 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 We're so stupid. Wait, what? We actually are drinking poison. We are. Zinfandel, right? Poison Zinfandel. And it is spelled P-O-I-Z-I-N. And there is a skull and crossbones up on the label. I mean, the poison symbol, right? I mean, this is a cool-ass label. What does it say on the... On the foil there. Oh, it says the wine to die for. Ooh. I'm sorry. The wine to die for. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. It just seemed appropriate. Okay, I'm going to crack it. Do it. So this is a screw top. This wine. This that's wine. Until we do it. Okay. We got to pour and then we can cheers. So we thought that this would be fitting because we are nearing Halloween. And who doesn't like to get all... Halloweeny, Halloweeny, in the season for candy and being scary. Reason why I don't like the candy. Oh yeah, reason why I don't like aerators is because Mm -hmm. it takes so long. I know, and then it sounds like really bad. I mean, it's true. Sorry, guys. This smells. (gasps) Does it smell good? Uh huh. So this is a 2016. Um, from the Dry Creek Valley, Armida Wines is who makes this. Let's cheers. Cheers. Cheers, bitch. Bitch. Oh, wow. Enjoy this poison with caution. It is the wine to die for. Bum, bum, bum. All right. right. Okay. It's interesting. It's not quite as as heavy bodied as a a normal Zen. What is the ABV on this guy? 14.5%. Yeah, I can taste that. 14.5 for a Zen, though? Is that... I mean, it's still... That's like middle of the road. Yeah. I feel like we've had some Zins that are like 15 upwards. Dude, what is going on with the story on the back of this label? I don't know, but read it. As she stands in the clearing, the cold wind dances through the trees, swirling her golden black gown. The full moon melts into the paleness of her skin. Who's her? Who's she? What's a golden black gown? Isn't black like... Of like void of all color, as or it's all color, right? As she stirs the cauldron of Zinfandel, <laughs> she chants an <laughs> an <laughs> otherworldly incantation. From vials as old as the echoes of time, she adds minute pinches of her ancestry, minute pinches. Oh, minute! There we go. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, this does not make sense. Her slender fingers. Rub together as the grains fall, releasing their magic as they touch the fermenting must. On her face is the look of both good and evil, of love and hate, of life and sex and all that stirs you. What is this unearthly potion? It is poison, the wine to die for. Poison. Whoa. Whoa. That is intense. How did it go from like a golden black gown to sex? Who's the girl? I want to know who she is. I don't fucking know. I really don't. We are drinking the 2016, but the 2017 
Oh. It's actually released on October 13th of this year, which was Friday the 13th. Bum, bum, Fuck bum. Yeah. yeah. This is a 90% Zin and a 10% Petite Syrah. Barrel aged 10 months in their devilish proprietary blend. Literally what? says that. Devilish. Proprietary fr- blend of what? French, Eastern European, and American oak. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so... To me, what that mm-hmm. means is that they're not trying to impart one particular flavor on this wine. It's kind of like a hodgepodge. And how do we, we don't know how much is new and how much is old. I guess um, not, yeah. It's called, they're calling it moderate oak aging. I don't feel like it's an overly oaked thing. I'll say that. No, I agree. I agree. It's, yeah, no. It, it's got some nice legs on it. Maybe mm-hmm. these are her legs. That's what they're talking about. The so her. Armida is celebrating 25 years of art, artisan winemaking. Why have I heard of Armida before? Uh, you know, I don't know. Do they make other wines that they we do. Uh, would be more they familiar with? They have a with? sparkling. They have a Pinot Noir. They have Cab. They have oh white God. wines. They've got a bunch. Do you know what I'm thinking of? But it's all called Armida. Do you this know what I'm thinking of? What? Amida Healthcare. Oh, no, that's not the same. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Not the like, same. This sounds not so familiar, same. but... It's not Armida, A-R-M-I-D-A wines. It's, I was thinking of Amita, hell, A-M-I-T-A. Totally different. all the rest of their wines are the label Armida. This Mm. is the only wine that's like. Something special. All up in there. Well, obviously they make a certain amount of it to put out around Halloween. Mm -hmm. Because I've never seen this on the store shelves before. Have you? I feel like this would have stood out. This is a bright, shiny. Well, it was kind of on the bottom yeah but still it was bright shiny label so mm-hmm. online you said that you saw the 2017 listed for 25 dollars yeah you told me before we started recording yep. how much did you pay for it 12.99 it was it on like super clearance whatever nope that was a regular price that's a 100 percent markup yeah i don't know that's what their website says though you know sometimes the websites like to you Let's think see. you're getting a better deal because you're th- you're yeah. buying direct if you go from to them? Wine, right. If you go to wine.com, nine ninety nine and for the twenty sixteen. What about the twenty seventeen? It's weird. They've got nine ninety nine and nineteen ninety nine, but they have different color labels and they're both the twenty sixteen. So I really don't oh. know what the difference is. Wait, but that's then, the etched bottle, just the black and red. Yeah, that's 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 the that's a twenty five dollar one on the website. Yeah, I don't know. They've got all. It's well, maybe they just do sort of like round ponded, like where there are different like price tiers and they call things different. You know, whatever. Yeah, there's a black and red one. Ours is silver, and this one. It's a. I think it's a sweet ass label. Like if I were going to a Halloween party, I would actually probably bring this. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, no, the label is really totally appropriate. Totally appropriate for the season. So, the. Yeah, another one on wine.com is $15.99. So I'm not really sure mm. where this price differential lands. But so, it is a Dry Creek Valley Zen, which... Where's Dry Creek Valley? Yep, so it's an AVA, which yeah. is only 9,000 acres and 70 wineries. No stoplights. It's only 16 miles long. It's best known for Zinfandel. Mm. Um, it is in north-central Sonoma County, just outside of Heidelsburg. Um, so it's Fieldsburg. What did I say? Heidelsburg? No, that's not what I meant. Okay. Sorry. No, it's Heidelsburg. Yep. Oh, God, I can't say anything these days. (laughs) Minute, minute. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
because you've been a world traveler. I don't You're know. You're just speaking I, Slovenian it now. It is, right? Um, That's why. So it used to just be like rural It's a gorgeous picture. Town. Yes, this picture is showing you um, the Russian River because it's a valley and it's got Lake Sonoma. It's a valley between Lake Sonoma and the Russian River. Makes sense. Yeah. So get it? Dry Creek Valley. So the AVA was only established in 1983. So it has not been around that long. I mean, I guess that's long, but I I don't know. (laughs) It is kind of long. I'm just trying to like negotiate my age here. I also, Um, I was just going to say, I also think that the 80s are not that long ago, but then I like actually do the math and I'm like, hmm, mm -hmm. okay. It was actually kind of long ago. We're nearing 2020. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Yes. Oh my God. We're nearing 2020. It's not. Whatever. Actually dry. Even though it's called Dry Creek. Is it because there was once a creek that dried up? So in 1982, the northern portion of the valley was stopped up with the Warm Springs Dam and there was a year-round stream flow. Mm. It's not really dry. Also, like I said, it's a valley between those two bodies of water. So it's not really dry. And there's a lot of fog, I guess, because of the mesoclimate in between. I bet they make Sauvignon Blanc there. I don't I think they're big I think it's Zin. I think they're like the huge kind of Zin place, you know? Yeah. You're like I mean, I know Russian River Valley is very well known for like Chardonnays and crap like that, but So it's so near it does grow cool. thirty different grape varietals, but Zin is like it's their the number prize one possession, I guess. Now so. Zinfandel from California tends to go at a pretty hefty price tag, mm-hmm. I think. Not quite as high as Cabernet Sauvignon. But yeah. I think Zinfandel has a pretty good reputation there. Mm-hmm. I know we talked a bit before about how Zinfandel is, it has clones, one of which is Primitivo in Italy. And um, it actually originated in Croatia. Yep. And we yeah. talked about this. I can't pronounce the name nope. of the Croatian I version of Zin. I wish that we like, wrote it phonetically but, so yeah. we could do it. Something also interesting about Zin in Dry Creek Valley is that a lot of the grapevines there that are Zin are more than 100 years old. Um, old vines in. What's that? Old vines in. Old vines yep. in. After Philoxera, a lot of the grow- wine growers replanted their zin on St. George rootstock, and several of those grapevines are still here today. All so, right. this is definitely not your typical California zin by any means. In the glass, it looks way lighter. I mean, Zinfandel, I feel like, is typically like a very deeply colored, deeply pigmented wine. This is. I can see through it. Yeah. I agree. And it's definitely not as If you were just looking it in the glass, body. you would not think that it was a Zin. No. Even that it was combined with Petite Syrah, you said? 10%. Mm-hmm. Petite Syrah is going to give it a more purpley color, but yep. it's not there. Yeah, you would see uh, definitely Petite Syrah gives it more color. Yeah, this does have a really nice, that has, has like a very um, nice rounded peppery taste at the end. Are you getting some any sort of fruit stuff on here? Like blueberry pie. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like cobbler. I was just going to say, almost like if you had like vanilla ice mm-hmm. cream like scooped on top of your cobbler or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of that like cobbler, dark fruit. Yeah, and just enough tannin like- to make you wake mm-hmm. up and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's there. It's nice. They say the nose is fruit driven with fresh plum, bing cherry, spicy peppercorn, and zinberry. What the fuck is zinberry? <laughs> the like mouth- Zinfandel berries. The mouthfeel is. 
sorry. Mouthfeel. Soft. Hint of milk chocolate sweet oak and a long vanilla finish. We're going to get that from the oak, right? Yeah, I don't know. Or the vanilla ice cream. Wouldn't that be great to have vanilla ice cream inside of your Zen Maybe vanilla? we should have vanilla ice cream. This is a Halloween episode. We've got some candy here. Speaking of, mm-hmm. okay, can we get into why the hell do we eat candy? Because it's delicious. I Isn't mean, that why? And it's fun to go trick or treating and dress up and all those things. Yeah. Are you going out this year? So we have a thousand kids coming to trick or treat at our house. This fun thing, huh? Yeah, because they assign our blocks every year. So we get trick-or-treating every four years, and I have to somehow find enough candy that I'm not going to, like, go broke (laughs) for a 1,000 kids. Because I always wanted to be one of those houses that gave away the full-size candy bars. I mean, I just don't think I did. That's so generous of you. Well, not for a 1,000 kids. I'm not doing that. (laughs) No, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't. Sorry. It's going to be, like, one Starburst per child. My sister actually got totally scorned because she left a bucket out so she could oh. take the girls out. Mm-hmm. And these kids like went and took all of it. Literally yeah. wiped them out. No, you can't do that because kids are brutal and vicious and they kids don't Kids are give a terrible. Shit. Mm-hmm. My sister apparently went to the house and made it known that she was aware that some child, <clears throat> the one that lived there. Oh, oopsies. Took everything. But I remember like we used to go around, there were certain neighborhoods that we would go around. Like mine was brand new so that nobody lived there. So we went over to a couple of friends' places and every year we kind of rotated. I didn't know that they actually assigned it. Like this is no, the first time I've ever known. Me too. That I don't that think happened. that that's a thing nationally i think that's just here so the other thing that kills me a little bit a little bit is that it's not even on halloween no it's so dumb it's not even a halloween listen when i was growing up trick-or-treating was on halloween it didn't matter you got home from school you put your shit on it was it was always on halloween and this whole thing where it has to be on a weekend between the hours of four and six. You're like, what? What? Why can't it be during the week then if it's from the hours Why of four to six? Why can't we just say you're trick-or-treating? It's nighttime. It's Halloween. Go. Yeah. Let's but be it's normal. on Saturday, which as of the posting of this episode, it's tomorrow. So dumb. Sarah will have to report back on how yeah. it goes. <laughs> uh, so the other thing about this that's kind of cool though. Are you dressing up? I'm dressing up. And also that all the houses are also making adult treats. (gasps) So we're all going to have a little... Beverage treats? Beverage concoction. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And what are you offering as a beverage? I know Mm -hmm. in the last episode you said that you were considering sangria, but you also were considering some other things. I know. Maybe a spiked apple cider. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure yet. I have to experiment and taste. Damn. Apple cider with uh, fireball or something is so Mm -hmm. good. I, that mm-hmm. might sound a little, I was going to say trashy, but damn, it's good. We might do something with rum chata. I don't really oh, know. Yet. Yeah. That sounds good. It's going to be, it's going to be an experiment. And like you guys on your block, mm-hmm. at least a handful of you have decided to dress up as superheroes? Yes. So what are you? So initially it was Catwoman. Right. But I'm a couple weeks out now. When you guys listen to this, I will have my costume. But I'm thinking it's going to be Gamora. I cannot wait. I love, so. I fucking love love gardens of the galaxy yeah my husband was like super shocked that i wanted i was gonna like paint myself green is he going as well you don't have to paint he's going as wolverine i was gonna say is he going as wolverine yes Yes. are you you surprised no in fact i need to see a picture so he actually ordered from amazon the wolverine spikes and you would be surprised because you would think that they were like some plastic fake ones oh no 
They sell them. Like, he was so surprised. Wait. They sell them, like, metal real ones that, like, I mean, you could definitely hurt somebody. How do you affix them to your body? You just, like, kind of hold them into your hands. And the crazy thing is, is, like, you really could hurt someone with these. And I think they were 20 bucks. <laughs> like, it wasn't even, like. Thank you, Amazon, for yeah. selling weapons. Right. Exactly. I was, like, um. They, yeah. they arrived and we were, like, uh, these are, like, legit weapons. Yeah. No, that's not. Mm-mm. This is not okay. Uh-uh. I'm really jealous because I will not be dressing up, but I will also be in wine region. So I think I have a pretty decent excuse. I'm very sad. I mean, one or the other. I know. I'm very sad to be missing like the actual like dress up part of it. And not that I ever really go like all out, but it is still really fun. Okay. So you're trick or treating for beverages, adult beverages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. these children are trick or treating for candies. But that's not. One Starburst, guys. One Hershey's kiss. She's rationing. All right. Right. Okay. So trick-or-treating, the very, very first reference to trick-or-treating was in a, supposedly, I didn't totally verify this, so please don't hold it against me, uh, was in Alberta, Canada, 1927. And it said, Halloween provided an opportunity for real strenuous fun. Strenuous <clears throat> fun? Uh-huh. The youthful tormentors were at Is back door. eating candy strenuous? Sorry, no, it ahead. didn't used to be candy. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, there's an evolution here. There's an evolution. We're building up to the candy okay. thing. Okay. Uh, so the youthful tormentors were at back door in front, demanding edible plunder by the word trick-or-treat, to which the inmates gladly responded and sent the robbers away rejoicing. That sounds extremely dramatic. That's extreme. It sounds like there were people... Well, another thing that I found is that trick-or-treating sort of began in the Middle Ages. So that was from the North... uh, Oh, my God. What is our continent? America? North America. Well, you said North. I was completing your sentence. Oh, thank you. I was like, wait, that's not right. This is not right. Okay. What is going on? Wow, we are all over the place today. We are. Okay, so that was from North America. Mm-hmm. However, um, it has been known from the Middle Ages, and I believe that this is somewhere over in the European area. Trick-or-treating was called guising, which is short for disguising. Okay. And these traditions began way, 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 way back. And so children or perhaps poor people would oh. dress up in costumes and go around door-to-door during Hallowmas. Hallowmas. I don't know. Begging for food or money in exchange for songs and prayers, often said on behalf of the dead. So this is called souling, and the children were called solers. So basically, instead of asking for, like, candy and shit that will rot your teeth, they asked for actual edible food. It was, like, a different way of begging, but, like, one that was, like, a little bit more festive, per se, that would essentially help the families out, right? So So Hollow Mass is the feast... It's a Catholic feast that celebrates All Saints Day. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wait, yes. which is, isn't that November 1st? Yes, it is. Yes. So October 31st. Yeah. Oh, yes, because yeah. then Dia de los Muertos is also November 1st, right? Day, Day of the Dead. Yeah, so it is also known as All Hallows Day, the Feast of All Saints, Solemnity of All Saints, 
but also is Hollow Mass. So there you go. Oh, well, thank you. So no it is problem. something that I've heard of before. Yes. It's just that's not the term I'd heard of it. Right. Um, okay. So, yeah. So it started originally asking for money or other edible things that somebody could, a family could use and put to good use mm-hmm. um, in order to, you know, live and thrive. Yeah. But it slowly transitioned into this thing where – in the sort of 1930s and 40s when it transferred over to the United States, American kids would essentially go for candy, but it wasn't totally candy. Everything used to be homemade, right? So there wasn't this mass marketing or mass production of anything. It was very much like a, you know, very personable thing, sort of like when people make Christmas cookie exchanges, right? right. It's sort of like that notion, I think. And so they would go and essentially go out to houses and get, baked goods and things that were made by the people that you know, right? Familiar friends and faces. And then in like the 50s time, Mm -hmm. the candy manufacturers actually started to understand what was happening and they started mass producing. I know we've talked before about Hershey's and Mars, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, certainly. And so they then started, because trick-or-treating was so popular, candy became more affordable and convenient. And so it's like, well, rather than spend, you know, three days making stuff in order to give out on Halloween, like, we're just going to go to the store and buy a bunch of shit. And so that was, in fact, when it started to become a little bit more prevalent. Um, And then in the 70s, that's when wrapped factory-made candy was viewed as the only acceptable thing to hand out. Mm commercialism takes over you know it yep it's only a matter of time mm-hmm. was it august i think it was august 1st my i walked into a target and they already had halloween shit out and i was like is this for real they already have christmas stuff can already. we just like let yeah. america happen for a minute mm-hmm. with labor day and stuff mm-hmm. and then like it's not that people aren't gonna buy your halloween shit once it's halloween like can we just like let each holiday have its own time no you can't because i just walked in the store to buy Halloween stuff and there's Christmas shit all over the place like vomiting on my face this makes me so upset so mad I don't need to see that I I mean I do love Halloween and then I want to enjoy Thanksgiving and then I want to enjoy Christmas thank you very much you can look at around around our place like we don't really have like Halloween stuff okay so I have to tell you guys a story okay me trying to buy some because I don't really decorate what were you buying I was getting like some Halloween decor from Target, which I never buy because it's just not my it's not my bag. So I was like, I should just get a little something, you know, just a little some, yeah. little something. So I some. went to grab this sign, like little trick or treat sign from this Target display, and as I was grabbing it, it somehow I don't know, it dinged <laughs> like the, you know in Target when you have those displays that show the price and all that stuff. Like on the top of like the kiosk or whatever. What? Like it shows the sign. Like there's okay. a sign above the display. Okay, with all that's the like hanging or whatever. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well. Oh. The whole freaking thing fell. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I could have been like severely injured. Like it could have been your decapitation. It really could have been. Like something hit my lip. I thought I was like bruise like it was a disaster and then this like target employee around you no but this target employee hears me and runs over and it's like this young guy he's like oh my god are you okay and i'm like i mean i gotta go i gotta get out of here (laughs) this is why halloween isn't my jam no he's like do you need anything i was like to leave this is (laughs) no i don't need anything 
No, you're like, I need to save face. I need to leave right now. Yeah. Do you have a back door? I was Thank like, you. my lip hurts. I had to get out of there. He was mm-hmm. like paging some help back up. Oh my God. Oh my God. So no decor for you then? I actually managed to leave with a little sign in my hand. Because at that point, it was in my hand. I'm like, I'm not not buying this. I mean, like. Self-checkout. This was like. This was. <laughs> This was work to get a stupid little sign that says trick or treat. I hope it's worth it. It's probably those damn trick or treaters yeah. should appreciate it. Anyway, sorry, sorry for the side event, but I mean, like, I just had to share. I haven't bought myself Halloween decorations for a long time. Yeah, we did not have any. Period. It, I think it's okay. Yeah, I agree, and that's why I'm like, whatever, stupid trick or treat sign. Now okay. you're with me forever. Sorry, funny story. It, it it pertains to notes for the episode. Okay, so. I was very disappointed to find out that in the apartment, like, we don't actually have trick-or-treaters. Right. It's very disappointing because you don't have access to, like, the different buildings. And I was like, oh. Because the first year we lived here, we'd been here for a few months. And I was like, I'm going to buy a bunch of candy. And then guess what? Nobody came and we fucking ate it all. (laughs) Not really a bad day. I mean, it's not not terrible, but that's really not what we wanted. So, um Anyway, I mean, we just don't buy anything anymore because mm-hmm. nobody comes around and whatever. And we usually go to a friend's. Funnily enough, I found that apparently the British despise Halloween. Like, fucking hate it. Really? A lot of my family is British. Yeah, I no, they ask. hate it. Okay. And so, in fact, there was a survey, I guess, 13 years ago. So who knows what it is now? where half of British homeowners admitted to turning off the lights and pretending to not be at home. Of course, but the British are like, I mean, I get allowed to talk about this. They are cold people. I love that you said that they're cold. I mean, like, how can you hate Halloween? What is wrong with you? I mean, because don't people get clever? They get clever about their their outfits. They've got good chocolate, too, in England. Like... It's a shame. I love where your mind is going. I'm like, oh, the costumes. They're really nice. I'm like, do you know how Sarah's good the candy like, is? The candy's amazing. Candy's amazing. Um, yeah, so. Um, how dare you, Britain? How dare you? I wonder if the royal family dresses up. We, sh- we should find that out. We should figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a little extra background about candy. But let's take a poisonous. Yeah twist we are drinking this time we are drinking poison i remember growing up and people being like don't eat your candy immediately you got to make sure that it's not unwrapped anything that's slightly unwrapped my parents used to check our candy we didn't do it all of the time but there were definitely some years where we had to like pour all of our shit out i remember the table it was on i like 100 percent and we had to like sort through everything Granted, we would also be sorting through to be like i hate this candy so i'm gonna throw it out or give it to my sibling when my dad would check our candy you oh, can't see my air quotes did he do that all the snickers would no like usually there would be about a handful of snickers that would disappear well just saying i'm just gonna say if i ever have children or if i'm with my nieces you better believe those reese's are going somewhere uh-huh, uh-huh. in my belly mm-hmm. so my mom liked milk duds oh see i'd gladly get those away they have grown on me as i've gotten older but they are certainly not the ones that i like pine for Reese's peanut butter cups. In Those fact, pumpkin shaped Reese's. Mm. Any shaped Reese's. Too much peanut butter to chocolate. <gasps> Sarah. I need like I need I need the ratio. See, I think the ratio of the shapes is way better. And it's a different chocolate I like because the, the chocolate. no, yeah. really? Yeah. 
You prefer more chocolate than peanut butter. Yeah, I like the, I like that ratio. I just love the shapes because I think the chocolate is a little bit softer because it doesn't it have to get thick around any mm-hmm. of the edges. And man, my mom will usually get me a whole thing of Reese's, Reese's? shapes. I like Reese's. I do like Snickers though too. So tell us about this poison. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back in the day. I feel like back in the day is the phrase I've used a lot today. <laughs> anyway, so back in the day, like around the Industrial Revolution... Candy making sort of switched from, like I said before, like that in-home, like making baked goods and things like that and sharing and going to your family, friends' houses, to this mass market where there were unknown chefs and machines who were essentially creating all of this candy. So that that led to a little bit of a stigma where it was like the, you know, there's like the fear of the unknown, right? And so I, I don't know how timid people really got then and there. But there was sort of like a, a culmination of a lot of different events that essentially I think led to the the crisis or the the chaos of you know maybe in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So in nineteen fifty nine, okay, there was a California dentist who did you know that dentist created cotton candy? Uh, that seems counterintuitive. It no? certainly does. But it also, if you think about cotton candy, it dissolves and doesn't get stuck in your teeth like caramels or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Anyway, sorry. Side note. So there was a California dentist who gave candy-coated laxatives oh. to trick-or-treaters. Why? <laughs> I don't know because he had nothing else. <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyway, he was charged a lot with... A kids shitting in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Ew, that's... Actually, that's... I didn't even think about that. But... <laughs> I mean, damn. Could you imagine if you were like a teenager going around <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about those little kids who don't know what's happening. They're like, what? But kids poop a lot. I mean, <laughs> a laxative effect. That also think they... weird that a dentist gave it out and not like a family practitioner or something. Anyway. Well, also, though, no, it's just weird that anyone would do it. I mean, yes. You're 100% right. <laughs> so um, he was charged with outrage of public decency and yeah, unlawful. Probably because there was a bunch of kids shitting all over the <laughs> shitting on the sides it's like in the movie bridesmaids yeah it's exactly. Maya Rudolph just like exactly. shitting in the middle of the street that's why it's public indecency oh my god um okay so that and unlawful dispensing of drugs not shocking okay 1964 there was a New York woman who gave out a package of inedible objects now I've gotten money before and money used to be like I one of the original things pencils and erasers yes mm-hmm in fact, they do that nowadays because mm-hmm. everyone's so fucking allergic to everything else. Yeah, fuck It's stupid. Shit. Anyway, okay, sorry. If you're allergic to things, I feel bad for you. Um, okay, so a New York woman gave up packages of inedible objects such as <clears throat> steel wool, <laughs> dog biscuits. But, 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 but were they disguised as edible objects? I don't think so. Okay. But ant buttons, which were clearly labeled with the word poison well is that a joke i mean like no she said that she she handed those specific inedible objects out to children who she thought were not young enough to be trick-or-treating in other words she thought they were too old and was like get the fuck off my yard why was she in trouble for that steel wool i mean but it's like okay think about teenagers who are so disengaged with everything in their life they just like start disguising it to be candy I guess not, but what the fuck does an ant button look like? I mean, dog biscuits are edible. Anyway, yes, yes. Okay, Okay. 
So then also in 1964, there were media reports of lye-filled bubblegum in Detroit. Oh, yeah. And rat poison in Philadelphia. Um, however, these were not really substantiated, so it's sort of unclear, like, where those reports originated from, but it's still kind of, like, eh. here's a little bit of a um, a little warning, if you will. Mm. Okay. And then there were a bunch of candy tampering myths in an article published in the New York Times, which is very uh, reputable, right, in 1970. And so the article claimed that, quote, those Halloween goodies that children collect this weekend on their rounds of trick-or-treating may bring them more horror than happiness, end quote. And it provided specific examples of t- potential tamperings. Now, I think that there was also this whole thing, if you recall back in like the 80s slash 90s, it was, you know, there are razors. I remember hearing about oh, yeah. razors uh-huh. and snicker mm-hmm. bars mm-hmm. and yeah. needles and things. And you can yeah. look for, if you look at a candy and you see these holes in the back of your in mm-hmm. back of your Twix bar or something, it could be needles. That's also the air bubbles leaving the chocolate once it's cooling. You know, maybe, who knows where they originated, but maybe it was the candy companies right. to try to get them to buy more to find ones without holes or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so kind of crazy and shitty that there were these poisonous, poisoned candy myths, but I don't think there's a ton recently to substantiate any of that, to be honest. No, I don't think there has been because people have moved on to, you know. (laughs) Bigger and better things? I guess so. (laughs) That's terrible to say, I know. I know, but it's true. (laughs) So, but yeah, that is crazy. I mean, I still think you should be careful and inspect candy. I still think it's a legitimate thing to do because there are sick people out there. I mean, let's be real. Definitely. I I do love trick-or-treating. I think it's fun. Wait, so what is your... I can't. I know you said you do like Snickers because your yeah. dad used to steal them. What is your like? What are your top three? Candies? I like Reese's peanut butter cups, but the cups, the mini cups. I like peanut M and M's. What? You like the peanut M and M's? Yes. What, why is that a is that a thing? Do you not like them? I mean, I would go for just regular M and M's. No, peanut M and M's over regular. All really. The time. Yeah. I mean, peanut well, butter M&M's, duh. Well, duh. But, yeah, no. Yeah, those are Reese's, Snickers, and peanut M&M's are probably my top three of your typical candies. Hmm. So, I do have a little map here of the most popular Halloween candy in every state. Oh, yes? This is based on Google search values per capita. So, okay. I, don't, I don't know What's how Wisconsin? accurate. Wisconsin is actually kind of funny because we are pretzel M&M's. Which I actually love pretzel M&M's. That and a Diet Coke used to get me through my shifts at the <laughs> hospital. Oh, wow. Seriously. It was rough. Um, okay, but my home state of Michigan is Reese's. Okay. Um, what about Illinois, my home state? Oh, I'm sorry. I got these states mixed up. Illinois is pretzel M&M's. And Wisconsin is Snickers. Wisconsin is Snickers? Yep. Like original, right? We're not going like crazy, like the weird flavors no, that they I'm have sorry. now. I'm wrong. I am just like having a hard time because they color coded this all weird. Oh, no. okay. So no. what's Wisconsin? Wisconsin is pretzel M&M's. Yes. Illinois is Jolly Rancher. That's I weird. liked a good Jolly Rancher, like watermelon. I like good Jolly Ranchers mm-hmm. too. But like, mm-hmm. is that my popular Halloween candy? No. No, but they're really cheap and you can give a few flavors away to oh, each I, kid. Oh, I should keep that in mind. Yes, with please. my thousand kids that I need to. Mm. 
Yeah, some states go have order that shit off Amazon. California's Kit Kat. Ooh, I do love Kit Kat. Florida's mm-hmm. and Texas are regular M and M's. What are what's like the craziest one that's on there? What about Almond Joy? Oh, or wait, what's here. the other one? Wait, wait, the there's another weird one that I don't like. There's Almond Airheads. Joy. There's Hot oh. Tamales. There's Tootsie Pops. There's uh, ooh Tootsie Pops. Sweet Tarts. Um, Red Hots. Swedish <gasps> Swedish Fish. Ew, gross. Where's Swedish Fish? Oh, I like Swedish Fish. Oh, you Hot want to know Milk what? Duds. Looks like those are the Carolinas. What's it heaviest on, do you think? Reese's. All right. Yeah. Reese's is like totally, you can just see from the map. Oh, totally. Reese's Although is, Texas has regular M&M's. Like, yeah. So does Texas, traditional Texas, I'd say. Yeah. I'm surprised Snickers. Wisconsin is really the only state that has Snickers besides Hawaii. That's it. This makes you really want candy right no. now. <laughs> that might be Alaska. <laughs> but we have wine instead. Yeah, we have wine. Okay. That's good. So. Let's get back to our wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our treat. Mm. Or trick. Mm-hmm. It's It smells very it, fresh. Yeah. It smells very like almost like an underripe It's under not very thing. zinny. It's not, a, it's not a great representation of a zin, no. No. I am getting a lot of, like I said before, blueberry pie, blueberry cobbler, a lot of fruit. It is lighter than I would expect for a zin. Yeah. But if you were not expecting a zin, how do you feel about the wine? It does kind of have that little sweet taste that a Zin has. It's not yeah. really sweet, but Zin has that kind of like where you fall sweetness. Yeah. I do get that, but I don't get the spice that mm-hmm. I would expect from Zin. There's only like a There's hint. A, you can kind of taste the oak. I think that's where we're getting like the vanilla yeah. whatever. Yeah, for sure, is the oak. And we don't know how much is new and how much is old. Because it's um, a proprietary yeah, blend. exactly, of oak. But yeah, I mean... This would go well with your Halloween party for sure. Listen, Zinfandel can be pretty heavy. Yeah. And this is for sure one of those lighter end things. And so it is it is not one of those wines that's just for people who love the deep, hearty, bold Zinfandels. No. This is for sure a lighter, more, I don't want to say more fresh, mm-hmm. but maybe because it doesn't have the pepper, it comes off a little bit more yeah. fresh berry, fresh uh, fruit notes, and fresher acidity that um, it is for people who maybe perhaps are a little afraid of Zinfandel normally. So, you know, maybe cover up, if you bring this to a Halloween party, maybe just cover up the Zinfandel at the bottom of the label. I think people will just be excited about the label. Poison. Yeah. Poison. (laughs) It's going to be in my head while I sleep tonight. I know. That's awesome. I can't wait. Well, I, I won't be trick or treating. Maybe I'll buy some. I'll candy save you for some candy trip. if there is any left. If there is any, I hope it goes away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll save I love you candy. some wine. How about that? That sounds great. Okay, that sounds great. So happy trick or treating, everybody! Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at DBP Cheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers, cheers from, from the, the girls, girls of DBP. DBP.